Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, May the 14th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently ending year B and the seventh Sunday in the season of Easter. And then and after this, this is like the end of Easter. So if you can remember, Lent, the season before this had six weeks. So there's always six weeks of fasting, but then there's seven weeks of celebration, the season of Easter. And so we're going to conclude the season of Easter and this week with a reading from the Gospels, because that's what we do on Fridays. We're going to be in John chapter 17, verses 6 through 19, a time where Jesus is praying with his disciples in the upper room before he's arrested and crucified uh, on the night that he was betrayed. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme we find there this morning. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When Our Eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 17, verses 16 through 19. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of this world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I, have ga- I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I'll remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name that you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction, so the scripture would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I still am in this world, so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you may protect them from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. This is the word of God for us. There's this episode of The Office where Michael Scott, one of the main characters, earlier had promised a group of students that if they graduated from high school that he would be there to help pay for college. And that was years ago, and he assumed that he'd be a millionaire by the time they got out of high school. And so here these kids were, they gathered together in an assembly, and Michael Scott was there, and he didn't have any money to send them to college. And so he had to actually you know, try to get his way out of it because uh, he did not fulfill his promise. He, it was a good idea years before, and he had assumed that maybe he'd be in a better place. But when it came to reality, he wasn't in the place to provide for them, right? I think the very opposite is happening here, but nevertheless, I think there's a commonality. Jesus is committed to his disciples. And let me just say as like a preacher's confession that sometimes when I read a passage like John 17, I feel like John as a gospel writer, even though I believe these these words are inspired, right? That being said, it's like, I feel like he he reminds me of myself when I was trying to fill up space in a, a word minimum paper in college, right? Like, it just seems like Jesus is talking in circles a little bit here and just repeating himself and just trying to come up with the words. And maybe that's because, I mean, here he is, he's pouring out his heart to his father. 
and he's trying to put into words all that he's feeling deep within his soul. But what we can say as we read through this prayer of Jesus is that he has a deep communion with the Father, and he has a deep love for these disciples. What he confesses in this passage is that these aren't just randos that uh, happened to stumble upon him and tried to put his teaching into practice, but he confesses that God gave each of these individuals, uh, these disciples of his, to, to him, and he confesses that he took care of them the best that he could, that he protected them, as the pastor said, that he, that he sought to equip them and to train them, and he, and he sought to show them the way of life that he saw as he communed with the Father. Jesus also confesses that all he has is, is what the Father has, and all that the Father has is his, and Jesus says, Father, I want you to give them all of what we have uh, so that they can be one with us. And then at the very end of this passage, he doesn't want to take them out of the world. Isn't that interesting? Jesus both confesses that he protected his disciples while they were in this world. So this world, Jesus admits, is a dangerous place. It's some of its makeup. And you'd think, well, if, if Jesus was caring, he would just you know, take his disciples with him so that they wouldn't be exposed to all um, the threats that might be in this world. But Jesus is like, no, I want them to remain here. And just as the Father, you sent me, so I send them into the world as well. Jesus repeats this last part of his prayer in John 20, 21, as uh, Jesus says, As the Father has sent me, so now I send you. And so at the very heartbeat of what uh, Jesus is up to in the world is not just sanctioning off his people and keeping them away from the world. No, he sends us out with, with guts into the world and uh, he wants us to do good in the world around us. And so many things that we could say here, but Jesus in his prayer. This is what we know, is that Jesus fulfilled his mission all the way to the end. Jesus never abandoned the people that were in his care. And then Jesus continues to fuss over them for the sake of God's mission into the world. And I think that this should be comforting for you and for me and for this last Sunday in the season of Easter, where we ask the question, what does the resurrection mean? I mean, this is an, an odd and unusual and a startling claim by the church that uh, Jesus, who was crucified, was raised on the third day afterwards. And there's, we, have to, we have to say, like, we have to fill in the blanks here. What all does this mean? And what the church has told us from the beginning is that this is not just some neat miracle that God did by raising his son from the dead, but it has this cascading effect out into the world around us. That somehow God is not done with this world um, because when Jesus was raised, he was raised back into a body, back into the world that just crucified him. So God loves this world. Sure, there might be a bit of it that's dangerous, but nevertheless, God doesn't want us to be taken from this world. He wants us to be launched into this world with an upside down type of kingdom so that other people might be saved, rescued, redeemed, brought to health, and loved completely because God completely loves us. And so, there's many things we pray for. I just want to pray for a life of boldness for you and for me, for zeal deep within us to embrace this call from our Father and to know that Jesus is with us. Therefore, we can go out in the world around us and cause a ruckus, or as uh, the late you know, Congressman John Lewis said, to cause the right type of trouble in the world, right? Like, let's start there. In Jesus' name, let's cause the right type of trouble in the world around us because the tomb is empty. That means all things are coming back to life, starting with us, but also cascading to the extreme parts of the world. So let's spend some time praying along those themes this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for this confidence that we have that since we belong to you, that we've overcome the world. And we don't use that as a prideful thing uh, to say that we're better than the person next to us. We confess to you that we still need your help today, even though we understand that deep within our souls. We thank you that Jesus pleaded for our lives, and he pleaded in such a way where we might have access to all of who you are, God, because he now lives inside of us. And so, God, this day we pray that you'd make known to us your promises, what is true, so that we can embrace this life that you've given us. God, we also thank you that Jesus wants us to be in this world, that he watches over us like a great shepherd, and he empowers us for works and acts of ministry. And so, God, this day as we move out into this wide world, we know that it's hurting in so many places. So may we not stand in judgment, may we not stand in fear in those places in this world, but I pray that with the grace you provide, You'd help us to wander into the broken places that we might be able to speak wonderful words of life and to see the transformation of many around us. So set us apart, give us a boldness, give us a mercy, and give us wisdom so that we know how to follow Jesus in every part of our life today. So God, we hand our lives over to you. We ask you to fill us and overflow us so that other people around us might know who you are. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.